I hate to say this, bro. I hate it. I think I'm getting baby fever. How long have you guys been dating? Okay, let's not get that. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> no. So people, when they're starting their relationship with God, I always tell them, like, yo, mm -hmm. like, it's not a perfect road. It's just going to lead you to a perfect place. Mm. My dad at that point basically saying, my mom, when I was 16, died from cancer, and I loved her till the day she died. So I can handle this. I'm going to do the same thing with this woman who I love. Um, I just can't believe what... <clears throat> Sorry. All I keep thinking is local kind of weight was lifted off of her shoulders when she had another human being being like, I get what you're going through and it's okay, I'm with you. Like that shit's, that's crazy. All right, we're rolling. Oh, are we? Yeah, we're rolling. This is the real deal. Should I, hold on, let me like, let me get into this. I just want to say thank you to the George, uh, welcome to the George Janko show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, but also welcome to the George Janko show. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I feel like, uh, before I start, I feel like something's missing. Hello, hello. Yo, welcome back. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like there's something. There's something that was. Oh, that's what it was. My Celsius. Get out of frame. <laughs> uh, just needed some of that. Do you see that plug? Do you see that little plug? I little saw it. That was boop impressive. Boop. Oh, that's 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 sexual harassment right there. I'm getting arrested for that. Wait, it, well, did you feel comfortable about me doing that? Did you just unplug my headphones? No, did. Did it just go out? Now your dick's in my face. Now your dick's are in my we, face. How are we feeling? Are we okay? Well, your dick was are in my we, face. Well, you grabbed my ass. So we're in fair. Front of the whole world. It's so we're equal. Okay. So if you try to take me to court, it's over with for you. Um, could you hear me? I can hear you out of one ear. Oh. So it's like kind of. Okay, one second. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Um, guys, I'm very excited about this episode. This is Gabriel Conti. He is married to Jess Conti. But before they were the Contis. He was just a little c I used to hang out with. Him. I was so sorry. <laughs> right. Listen, my Your wife audience just went, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> my wife is Australian. Yeah, I know that's how I use that word. No, no, Because they, they use that word. That's like, a, that's like an okay word in Australia. Which is crazy. It's like... No, Australians that's why I said it. I, I wouldn't be just yeah, massively yeah, yeah. disrespectful. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I went over there and like the words that they use is like... Yeah. It just really whips you back. Yeah. It was Dude, wild. It, and by the way, that word is just like, it's piercing to the ear. Dude, we got to, okay, sorry. Let's, let, we're, we're friends. And we have to let the world know because you've been mm -hmm. hiding me. You don't, you don't share any, you never tell anybody that we're friends. Do you want to know something? It's Literally one of our last videos that Justin and I posted, we reacted to a bunch of old videos and we reacted to protein time. That Bro. we did together back at the 1600 Vine Days. Bro, that was such a good... Do you see, did you see how many people remade that video? Actually? Oh, my God. And they didn't really? give us credit for it. Which was like... I, okay. Well, it was your idea. The thing is, it was on my Instagram, because I think you posted it on like Facebook or whatever. Yeah. You were posting it on it at that time, and I was like, are you going to post it on Instagram? And you said no, so I posted it on my Instagram. So We got to show them what that, what, what that looked like. We, we like... Well, actually, we'll just talk about it. We won't even show. It's so, a podcast. Yeah, so, so basically, <laughs> the, the skit was, uh, it's protein time. And we come in like little meatheads. It was like as if we just got back from the gym. Yeah. We're so super pumped. We go and open the protein and start making our protein shakes and start drinking it or whatever. And we get excited like how the uh, how like you know the bodybuilders do it. And they're just like putting it in their mouth. And we're like making shows. <laughs> you guys like shit. snorting lines of protein powder? Just doing all this stuff with this powder. And some dude walks in. He goes, hey, what the fuck? And I, we're like, yo, what's wrong with you, my guy? And he's like... What are you doing? And we're like, we're having some protein. And like, we like high five. And he's like, that's my grandma. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, he goes, he goes, that's the protein. And we look over and it's just sitting <laughs> over there. He goes, that's my grandma. And he turned the thing around and just says grandma. It's so, uh, yeah, that one right she has there. It pulled up. Oh my God. Dude, I looked, so, we, bro, you look the same. 
I like gained a hundred pounds, but I'm coming back, bro. I started counting my macros. Did you, bro? Same. Well, I did. I did the. <laughs> did rock- I say it wrong? <laughs> no, you said macros. <laughs> <laughs> but I just got into it. But I'm, I'm like this week. I'm in. Fuck. Look at this. Oh, let's go, dude. Look at this. Cocky George is coming back. You don't want to see it. Well, we really got into this. I don't think he ever left, to be honest. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Dude, I uh, I actually just did, the reason I'm counting is I just did the Rocks workout routine for 30 days. It's for a whole video, but that's not up yet, but I I did it. (laughs) So go subscribe to my channel. No, 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 I'm going to put the link in my description. Um, Gabriel was, uh, you were killing it on Vine. And uh, I, that's when we met, Thanks, right? Bro. You were, you were, were you on yeah, Vine yeah. killing it or were you on Facebook killing it? I was on Vine. And then uh, during that period of time that I had just moved to LA and like, we were all hanging out, like everyone started moving I know, but to Facebook. I a don't remember bit. how we got introduced. That's the only problem. No, this is actually, I want to talk about this. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great. I remember the first time I ever met you. I remember seeing you on Vine, just on people's Vines and stuff like that. Yes. And I was at 1600 Vine. I forget where I was, but I was at 1600 Vine, and you walked into someone's apartment there. Bro, I, I just, I th- was it was it Marcus Johns or Rudy Mancuso's place? No, I think it was Logan and Jake when they were there. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, but you walked in. I, I think I was hanging out with Marcus, though. And then I was, I don't know. Uh, everyone yeah, was, I guess I remember you guys were friends. I have no idea, like, what, everyone just kind of hung out. And, yes. So I have no idea. Everyone was just kind of hanging out with Dude, everyone. Can, can we just pause for one second about how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how unbelievably crazy was how many people were there? Like, it was do you ever weird. think about it now? Dude, I wanted to move there. But Bro, I, you didn't even need to. You were just there. Yeah, like, I know. Everybody I was, was just there. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually so weird to think about, especially now. Like, I'm so, it's me and Jess are so detached from the social media world and kind of, like, exist outside of like the mainstream social media bubble a little bit. No, I get that. But also you guys have a crazy cool audience. Thanks, man. So I'm very proud of you guys. A lot of people that step away from like collaborating with everybody kind of fall off because of like they're not sharing audiences anymore. Yeah. You guys keep crushing it. Thank you, bro. It's a blessing. Appreciate it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Where was I? Let's, let's peel it back to, to... I'm just to, trying to finish my story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we're in Jake and Logan's. We're oh, yeah, yeah. Logan. So we're... So uh, I don't know. A bunch of people hanging out there. I don't know if we were filming videos or whatever. <laughs> you can't be walking down like an old school 80s pimp and not... Ma- Can we please paint the camera to my roommate real quick? Yeah, shades inside. Bro, this, guy, lo- this guy looks like he has nine hookers on the corner as we speak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is Saturday fashion. Oh, I'm so sorry. We keep interrupting you. And it's being rude. Yeah, where was I? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so we're, we're hanging out. And I remember you walked in. And someone like introduced you like, oh, it's this game. And the first thing you said to me stuck in my head like forever. You go, oh, you're the kid who loves Jesus, right? Yeah. That was the first thing you ever said to me. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. let's go. And I remember that like stuck in my head because I was like, dang, that, I don't know. It was kind of like moving to LA, doing my own thing, not knowing anyone. And then, that kind of being the way people knew who I was was actually pretty cool. Bro, that is crazy <clears throat> you brought that up because I did not remember that. You didn't? And you know what? I just told my team. I go, if you look me up online, it'll, before stand-up, before like anything, it'll, it'll be, it goes George and go, Jesus. Because like, oh, I really? talk about him so much. Yeah. And uh, what a blessing, bro. <laughs> what a <laughs> blessing. I, I, like People like us that come into this industry, we come into it uh, with the mindset of like, we really love this, but nowhere near how much we love our God. Mm-hmm. So like, if people could see our work and 
know that it's with God, to me, it's just even a bigger blessing because mm-hmm. then I'm not throwing away my values to, to chase my dreams. So the reason it stuck with you is because it means a lot when somebody says, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I identify you because you're the guy that loves God. And mm-hmm. like that, that's a good feeling. And when people come up to me on the street and say that, it makes my heart flicker because I know if like if I, it has to make God proud that I'm like somewhat yeah, yeah. somehow like when people look at me if they remember God I might be doing something right and yeah it, and it just knowing really that happy. your identity is not is actually tied to what you believe at such like See, a, you're, a deep you're, level you're assuming my identity and it's pissing me off okay <laughs> so you need to stop. we're going there <laughs> <laughs> okay this is where it starts coming out you were doing so good you were onto such a good thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, but I, I the, okay. So we started hanging out because I was I was deeply inspired by the way that you kept God in this in this relationship in this industry. And Thank so, you, bro. And and it was very hard. I mean, like, dude, I didn't have anybody to hang out with and mm-hmm. like discuss ideas and <clears throat> and um and it, it just felt uncomfortable. Like like people assume because I talk about it in my media when people bring it up or like mm-hmm. these conversations, they they think like behind closed doors. I'm like open up your Corinthians and like, let's read. But it's like, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I really don't. But if you bring it up to me, like I will love to share what I'm happy about. And like, it's just stuff that excites me. And when Mm -hmm. I hung out with you, I was just always so excited to like talk about God because I didn't Mm -hmm. get to do that. Yeah. Um, I actually want to bring up something because I was just thinking about this the other day. I have a place in Arizona. We go back and forth. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I live in Arizona more than I do here now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I found. Uh, so is that why you have roommates here now? Yeah, no, no, for real. Actually, I mean, I've always had roommates here. I like roommates because, like, it's just because you're like extroverted to the nth degree. Yeah, I feel like yeah. this is like I like to put t- my timelines on like life and like right now, like I'm like, oh, this is good to wake up and like see people getting to work and doing mm. stuff. It motivates me. Yeah, nice. and I know one day I'm gonna have kids like you and have a wife, and then all that's going to go away. So I'm just really absorbing the moment of having friends and roommates here all the time. Okay, so, bro. You know, I'm like just yeah, yeah. enjoying the present. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to end my lease because I have this really nice apartment in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. I was about to end the lease. And in Arizona, the pricing difference from L.A. and Arizona is oh, massive. Oh, wild. Massive. That's the different. same. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's just oh, like, yeah. It's just like, yeah, chilling. we're like just outside of Nashville. And it's like, it's crazy. It's a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so it's amazing. We're, we're, we're sitting there in Arizona. Everything's so clean and beautiful. And like, so I walked this unbelievable uh, apartment and I was like, yo, what's the pricing on this? And they give me the pricing. And I'm like, yo, this is like. Mm-hmm. To buy I, or to it, rent? To rent. To rent. Because so, I'm renting right now until yeah, yeah. I find like a house out there. You own this place though, right? Yes, I own yeah, this yeah, place. Nice. And uh, I'm looking around and I'm like, my God. And I just had this flashback because me and Bella are walking our last time in this apartment. And because we've been there for a year and mm-hmm. we only wanted to be there for a year. And Bell goes, do you want to, um, do you want to resign? And I'm like, you know what? I do. I want to resign one more time because I don't know the next time I'm going to be leasing or not leasing. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm sorry. This cat is like biting the wires. I'm so sorry. One second. Hey, hey, get out of there. Get out of there. Out. Busted. Sorry. Dude, I didn't know you had a zoo in here. <laughs> well, so that's Leonardo DiCaprio and that is Tommy. And then that's Reed. No. <laughs> Damn, bro. We just met, dog. Yo, Jessica spit her water out behind you, dude. My God, you got roasted by a Christian influencer, bro. It can't get worse than that. That felt good. Thank oh you. Yeah, sorry about that, bro. Uh, so basically, so we're sorry. Long story short, um, I had a, a a flashback of when so I when I resigned, I was looking at how much I was spending um, a month on there. And the exact number that I was spending was the number that you were spending for your apartment 
um, right next to the Warner Brothers area. Dude, you know what's so crazy? Where we're staying right now is a hotel across the street from that apartment. No it's way. It's so bizarre. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally across the street. That? Or was it just Jess found one and was like, oh, this looks good. And then she booked it. And we were, and I was like, babe, this is like across the where street. Where you guys met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, where we had our first kiss, where we met, like the whole thing, like where I picked her up and we went to church together for the first She's time. She's like, oh, like yeah, that. no, I remember this. This is, oh, this is why I got it, babe. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah, reminiscing yeah. and all. <laughs> she had no idea. <laughs> um, but she, she likes Burbank because of it. So she was looking for a place in Burbank. But like, yeah, it was just like random. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. There's, anyway. a, there's, a, there's a clip that, um, a fan just made and they sent it to me and it, and it really hit my heart and it was basically the story where I talk about me crying to my mom about having like not a nice apartment mm-hmm. and like I grew up and like everything that I had at the caliber of my mind was like okay we have nice things so when I had to move out here and my stuff was like breaking and it wasn't nice like yeah, yeah, yeah. it messed with my mind <clears throat> um, and it's a very selfish and like rude thing to think about when you're mm-hmm. not thinking clearly but in the time when I was 21 and I was like looking at it I went to your apartment. Mm-hmm. Hey, cut it. Sit right here and chill. That's it. Okay. So, no, no, I'll leave him because if he comes to sit right here, it'll be cool. Yeah, just be cool, bro. Don't be like, don't be acting up. He's flexing, dude. Yeah, he's confident today. Uh, anyways, so I went to your, your apartment and I saw how beautiful it was. I, I remember everything, bro. How you had your couch with your TV and your kitchen set up with your laundry room. Your yeah, I'm a little OCD. But it was beautiful. But it it was beautiful, and that's how I dreamt that my first apartment was gonna look like. Mm. And uh, the reason why it gave me flashbacks is because my apartment in Arizona that I I, I go to, bro, I can't even see you. (laughs) This guy, this cat's tail. (laughs) Come on, Bobo, just sit right here, just chill. Okay, peace. So when I saw your apartment, I was like, man, this is like how I want my apartment. And so I was stuck in my first time in my life where I laid my eyes on another man. That had something that I wanted. Mm. And this is a big mountain for a lot of people to climb. Because remember, like nobody wakes up being like, oh, I want what that man has. And mm. they feel some type of way. And thank God I've always blessed with the heart that was like, I, like Gabe earned that house. So I was never mm-hmm. like jealous and like, why does he have it and not me? Mm-hmm. I was just confused on why I couldn't have it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never wanted to take it away from you. Just wanted also for me. Mm-hmm. And I got on the phone with my mom and my mom was like, what are you talking about? And I go, yeah, my, my mom, my apartment's a shithole, bro. Like the wall, like the floors are broken, mm-hmm. the shower's broken, I can't close my doors, my cabinets, I can't cook in my kitchen. I can't cook in my kitchen. Like I couldn't cook in my kitchen. And she goes, Are you in LA? And I go, Yeah. She goes, Are you chasing your dreams? Are you doing everything you wanted to do? And I go, mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes, No, why are you throwing it in God's face as if it's a curse when you should be kissing that floor, thanking him that you're in that position? Mm. And so I was like, okay. And I started cleaning my house like every day, bro. Cleaning my house, cleaning wow. my house, cleaning my house. Like, and I didn't even like it, but I, I like I kept telling my God, I'm like, go oh God, if I if I do not appreciate this, there's something wrong with me. There's not something mm. wrong with you. Help me appreciate this situation that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one day, bro, I really just I was like very excited to be here. And it wasn't that I was faking it, bro. Like mm-hmm. I kept working at it until I truly believed it in my heart. And then uh, I remember asking you like about brand deals and stuff like that. And you were like, yo, I, I got this guy. He gives me a brand deal. I do this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could do this too. So after I w- not only- Were you already doing it then though? I was very small amounts. Like <clears throat> if I did it, it would be like one, but I didn't have a guy. It was like oh, one guy came oh, yeah, up yeah. to me and was like, hey, I could do this for you. But yeah. I didn't have one specific guy that mm-hmm. was like, hey, 
let me come in and like, like a get manager a or brand yeah. agent or something. Yeah, yeah. And none of that. <clears throat> and uh, sorry, I'm coughing, man. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, if you keep doing that again, I'm gonna have to like we're gonna wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, sorry about it. I'm super jet lagged, so it's just like everything in my body's a mess right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just flew in from Australia like two days. But what ago. a flex. So with his daughter. You're like son. Son. <laughs> no, it's my daughter. <laughs> you got that you got it right. <laughs> what's her name? Micaiah. 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 Yeah. She's the best. It's no, nah, this is what everybody says. My no, kid's no, no. the best. I, Prove it. <laughs> Put her on a strong? mic. If she starts talking already, she's the best. She's <laughs> actually saying words. No way. Yeah, her first word was duck. The cutest thing. Though. Are you sure it was duck? Yes. It was an autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at her mom and dad. She's like, duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. No, it was definitely duck. Because we, in our neighborhood, we have a bunch of, like, we have, like, a little lake where there's ducks. So we go on walks all the time and take around these things. We go, look at the ducks, look at the ducks. And then all of a sudden she was like, she'd start to try and say it. She'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one time she said, actually, we were here in LA on the way to, uh, on the way to Australia, like a month and a half ago. And then she just said duck. Like we were looking at a and duck. And you just somewhere. lit up. And I was like, are you kidding me? You can talk now, but I mean, not really, but anyway. Duck. Long story short. <laughs> are you hungry? Duck. Duck. <laughs> Long story short, my daughter's amazing. Yeah. So. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. What? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I hate to say this, bro. I hate it. I think I'm getting baby fever. Are you really? George, what? I think I am, bro. bro wait, how long, how long, long have, have you have long, how long have you guys been dating? Okay, let's not get there. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Don't make it real. We need Don't, a, make, we it need Don't make it real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, there's nothing I can say to you that's gonna be personal anyway. She'll fucking watch this podcast. So we'll just hold this conversation. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> but come on, answer it. <laughs> After the podcast, we'll okay, talk about okay, it. Okay. Uh but no, I was like, I was just before people would bring up their kids to me and they'd be like, "Oh, look at my kid," and I'd be like, "Yo, fuck your kid, dude! Like, I don't care about your kid, like, dude! I don't care about your kid, bro! I don't give a fuck about you, to be honest. So why do I care about your kid? Your kid's like a, a little version of you that sucks even more. Like, I don't even care. Oh like, my gosh. like the only thing that I like about your kid that's better than you is he doesn't talk. He just says duck, duck, duck. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. This is about blasphemous. I'm getting on. Uh, no. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, no, we're like 20 minutes. Say we're good. Um, no, but I saw I saw this one kid. I was picking him up. Um, uh, so I have a fr family friends. This Tina and mm -hmm. Trisha and Tim. And Tim has this kid named Max. And uh, bro, like I picked this fucking kid up one day at Mexico. We're like, I picked him up, mm -hmm. and he looked at me, bro. And I was just like, Oh, I want to hang out with you a little bit more. And then <laughs> so like I started hanging out with him. He was so quiet and meek, and like mm. he was just so cute. And then he would want to share his toys with me. And then bro, I had like an epiphany in that moment. Mm -hmm. Every man, right? Check this out. Every man, they, what do they do? They want to go back in time, right? They want to go, oh, mm -hmm. if I could go back in time, I would do this. If I could go back in time, I would do that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's usually not like a, like a, oh, I made a mistake. It's just like I want to re-enjoy this moment. Or like I yeah. wish I enjoyed this moment a little bit more and this, is and that. And then I realized, I asked this other guy, I go, why do you love your son so much? Like, could you describe it to me? Like, I know my mom would pass out and freak out. And I know this sounds really fucked up, and I hope people understand what I mean by this. 
But when I got my dog, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you? No, no, no. When I got my dog and like how he looked at me, like I, like I feed him, I take care of him. When he was mm -hmm. scared, I could tell he was scared. I had to comfort him. Like it was just thing where I was like, I had to be in control of this life form. It like mm -hmm. it made me love it more. It was weird. So those two, and then the third and the last. Oh, you got jealous, huh? <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, he's a dog guy. Hey, dude. Sorry about I'm it. I'm working today, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways, so uh. He goes, do you love yourself? And I go, fuck yeah, I love myself. I love myself more than anybody. Like, I love myself. Like, it goes... Well said. God, <laughs> dad, mom, me, Jessica. Oh, oh, he's playing with the knobs. He's playing with the knobs. Stop, stop, yeah, bro. You're not he's like, dude, shut up, dad. He's trying to lower <laughs> your mic volume. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just I'll think of sound <laughs> <laughs> Trash can sound. And so I was just joking. I was like, yeah, of course I love myself. Dude, who doesn't love themselves? If you don't mm -hmm. love yourself, you have an issue. You have to fix that, right? Mm -hmm. So I obviously love myself. Um, Jesse's going to pee on the shoes. The cat's being reckless right now, bro. He's being <laughs> real reckless. cat is out of control. Uh, Those are my shoes. I know, but he's smelling it. He doesn't like shoes around. So the reason why you don't see shoes in the house is because he pees oh. on shoes. He doesn't like it. He likes the house to be clean. He's a Middle Eastern cat. Gotcha. Shoes Dang, off when you wow. walk into this house. Even though he's named Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. he's Middle Eastern. Yeah, he's being a real <laughs> pussy today. Uh, wow. <laughs> Good joke. Thank you so much. Uh, anyways, so he goes, do you, love your, do, you, do you love yourself? I go, yeah, I love myself. He goes, well, when you give birth, it's like your kid is, a, is like literally a mini you, but you get to watch you learn again. Bro, it's wild. <gasps> It's, it's wild to watch yourself it's, learn. Like He's a part of your body that comes out. And he's like, like think about it. Like When you said duck, we're like, cool, bro, like an animal. But when your daughter says duck, you're like, that's the first time I said duck. Look how she's doing it. Like, dude, it's literally like every month or so, it's like a new software update a child <laughs> gets. And it's like all of a sudden they know something else. Like she just a few weeks ago started pointing at stuff. And we're like, oh, my gosh, she knows how to point. But the craziest thing is... What was she doing before? I guess. <laughs> no, she just like she just like stick her hand out. Just like this. Like he's the force. <laughs> she just learned how to... She just one day, she's like... <laughs> no, it is... it, Dude, it is crazy though. <laughs> she like knows it sounds she so knows stupid. She power. She goes... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so no, sorry. But I heard... I think it was Chris Pratt one time. I heard in an interview say about his uh, his kid that about so about himself he became because he was living this like life where there's a lot of exciting things that was happening in his life and he was basically saying it's hard for him to feel excited about things cuz he's so like numb to traveling and movie sets and all these things that are exciting in life and stuff yeah. that when he had a kid and saw his kid experiencing new things again Things that weren't even exciting to him before, he now gets to like re-experience all that that's again. And I'm like, and it, it, yeah. And now as a dad, I like fully understand that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so legit. that's my, that was my question. Is that true? Is that, so you're saying it is true? Yeah, and it, I've learned to appreciate things. Like obviously, it's like oh, appreciate the small things, and it sounds like kind of ridiculous. But literally, just going on a walk and seeing her look at birds and stuff, and like take all this in for the first time, I'm like, wow those birds are beautiful and it is crazy that they're flying through the sky and like these trees and you know, just the things that she looks at and looks at a duck and is like just enthralled by these ducks walking around. And it, it, you know, it is a crazy, crazy experience and really teaches you how to appreciate life more, which is, which is pretty cool. And just like the things around you more. Well, what a recharge, bro. Like it's amazing. It's a yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. thing that we get that at the time that we get it. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like once you have kids, you've really done everything. Because what do people say? I want to have kids when I've I've lived up to what I want to live up to, and then I'll be able to have kids. Because a lot of like people, I don't know, man. I was raised a little different than how society is today. So I'm not gonna answer for everybody around me, but I'll answer for how my mom and dad uh, raised me. I mean, my mom and dad told me that like the day you have kids, it's no longer about you, bro. That it's is no longer about you. It's and I them. cannot tell you how true that is. Like, my, your schedule is no longer, you don't base it off of, like, when you can do things or, what, like, for, for Jess and I, we obviously, like, put our, make our schedules together and make sure that. But once Makai came into the picture, it all revolves around her, her naps. Sometimes we can't make it to lunch with people because she needs to take a nap. You know, like, like stuff like that that's, like... It's just, ever, it just so it's so different. But are you ever like getting out of shit that you don't want to go to because your kids? Yeah, sometimes it's kind of lit, huh? <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry, she needs to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, she's a nap, dude. You don't want to see her, dude. dude I remember she'll I point was, at you when I was in Australia. <laughs> I was on a walk one time, and there was this guy. He was a super friendly guy, and we started talking. But then the conversation started going really long, and I was like, all right, I need to like keep taking my baby on a walk. And and, <laughs> and he was like super friendly. He's like, do oh, you want to come inside, meet my family? And I was like, and I, in my head, I was like. Could be cool, but also like I'm not gonna be responsible for bringing my daughter into this random stranger's house. Yeah, and all no, of a sudden, like, yeah. So it was like a little. I was like, let man. me play it safe. So then I was like, honestly, dude, I got to keep her stimulated, keep her on this walk, and then she has to get back to a nap. Like my my wife's waiting for her at the house. So it's like it he's watching really... this podcast right now. Yeah. With his family, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's all cool. <laughs> I know the guy. <laughs> now, now I do because <laughs> we talked for half an hour, but um. Yeah, I do. I do use that card sometimes. Very rarely, though. People get it. Like, if you have a kid, you like really understand. Like, oh my gosh, you gotta. Everything revolves around the kid. How, okay, I gotta ask you. So, you, you've done everything kind of like that you've ever wanted to. Oh wait, can I just add one more thing? Oh, a random thought that popped in my head when you're talking about having kids. Um, something that I actually am realizing now is I'm, which is like kind of countercultural, but I am a huge advocate now for having kids early, which yeah. sounds, yeah, no, I know which sounds about. a little weird, but having kids early, I have friends who like, I think he was like 25 and she was like 22 or 23 when they had their first kid. And then they like finished having kids and they're still, still in their mid twenties. They're going to be, the kids are going to be like graduated and out of the house and kind of doing their own thing when they're like forties, mm. like not, not like, Back into the 40s, like 42, 43. Which is crazy. Which is like, you're still in your prime. Bro, 40, that's 10 years from where I'm Yeah, at. so it's like you still have, and what, life expectancy now is like into your 80s. You still have another Half four decades life. to just like not do whatever, I, no, but no, like no, no, work no. on I, the things I, you want to work I on and stuff like that. And million still, percent agree. So you have energy to raise your kids when you have energy, and then you still have energy afterwards in your 40s or whatever to do stuff. And like work on the things and the other dreams or whatever you have. Yeah. So I'm a huge advocate for having kids young, especially now. I, that's what I'm going to tell my know? kids, to be honest, because I, I do. I notice I've made mistakes in my life, but all of my mistakes I've ever made with career, like career moves or life decisions were just based off of fear. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, what people are asking me, like situations in my personal life. And it was just like I was scared. I was scared mm -hmm. because my my job wasn't a it's not a regular job, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. being George Jenko is not like, I can't go, if I fail at being George Jenko, I can't go to like, hey, Walgreens, hey, I was really good at being George Jenko. Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, it's starting from the scratch is scary. And when I first started this relationship, I was just like, okay, I gotta be super successful, 
super like ready to go that I could pay their life off of what I've built just in case it doesn't work out for me. Mm -hmm. They could still have food on the table and opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this yeah, that's the same. That's the same. Like in Jess and I shoes. That's why. But it's that's a fear. That's a fear. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah. fear is it's not warranted because then I, what I did is I I I sinned right. And a lot of people I don't talk about this because people always bring this up and they're like, "Why aren't you married?" and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. I messed up. I'm, I'm working on it. We're figuring this out as we speak. Um, I was gonna ask that. Yeah, I mean, but also it's just like now I I kind I, of already tried before. I already time. fucked up, so now I'm just like. I, I kept it uh, off of a calendar and whenever I'm going to ask her so it could still be special for her. Because mm -hmm. I don't want my actions to ruin her surprise. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's yeah, still yeah. such a special thing for her. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, me, me like not doing that was a fear. And so what I did is then I told God out loud. I go, hey, man, I know you have rules and regulations, but I got to make sure that they're coordinating to my like schedule in life off of my fears. Not mm -hmm. in a disrespectful way, just off of my fears. And uh, anytime I've ever worked out of fear, I've always failed. Mm -hmm. So I'm just recorrecting my steps. And a lot of people think that um, uh, they go, oh, like you're, you're, you're having sex without marriage. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it still affects me. There's, if I'm going to be open about it, there's times where like me and her won't do it. Like we'll like, we'll like fast or we won't, we won't, we'll give it up. And then, and then dude, I'm a dog. So sometimes the dog comes out, you know, mm -hmm. but again, it's just my relationship, but I am trying my absolute best i am working at it i'm doing the best that i feel like i could be doing and i feel like that's too intimate to put it out there if that makes sense should i you cut that so? it's your your call i your feel call. like that's just my relationship stuff so people I don't like ask yeah, about yeah, yeah. it so people would want to hear but it's you get to draw the line of your personal yeah. Yeah, yeah, life yeah if you want to leave it in here my my thing with marriage is like just to like encourage you with like getting married or anything like that is nothing says hi how you doing Good. oh my god that was bad <laughs> i was like so funny <laughs> how many people do you have here uh one two three four five yeah wait wait five including you or like five, five other people including me right wow how big is this place yeah yeah there's four rooms four bedrooms that's wild bro it is. Nice. And bro, like, I'm not kidding. I swear to God, like, and I mean this, I swear to him, that is all because of him, that when I'm smoking on the patio and I'm looking inside and everybody's playing board games and like having mm -hmm. fun and hanging out, I remember the time that I called my mom and be like, mom, why not me? And now I have two homes mm. because I put my faith in God. I was like, I don't care how this works. I know you'll handle it. So these moments, hi, Sims. <laughs> I love you so much. No, it's, um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, I didn't. Fin I didn't close the loop. I know, but because it's about marriage. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I'm the closing it for you. Uh, no, 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 no. I have something really important to say. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So anyway, I. Uh, anyway, this is more encouragement, I guess. Nothing says that I am committed to building something incredible with you. Family, business, legacy. Like, will you marry me? Hmm. Like. There's something about the commitment level that comes with actual marriage rather than just like co-living or I don't know, whatever you can call it that there's the stakes are higher. You know what I mean? It's like having a kid. The stakes are higher. You can't get rid of the kid. There's no like you, you do it and you are now committed to raising this child. And there's no backing out. And that's what marriage is like. And it's actually a good thing. 
lights a fire under your butt, makes you work harder, makes you work smarter, makes you need to just care for that person more and, and all the things that you're saying. And not to say that it's like operating out of fear, because obviously there's obviously, you know. There's good fear and there's bad fear. Fears that can motivate you, but also just in a sense of like wanting to, um, I don't know, I guess like provide and protect and the things like as a guy that you just kind of instinctually want to do sometimes that, yeah, anyway, just. So you're, what you're saying is true, bro. And I think I said a prayer when I first started dating Belle, um, learning about her history and who she is as a human that I told God, I go, if I'm not the man that's qualified to, to bring her to God, to, to give her a life that she deserves, if not more, then remove her from me. Mm. And even if it hurts me, like I'd rather her be in the arms of a man that will bring her to a better life than yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Than being yeah. in my life. So I think it was a fear because I didn't, when I was in this industry by myself, bro, I didn't care if I sleep on the ground. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the people that work for me, like I, I love that they support me and love me, but again, it's a job. They know they're signing up that they're believing in it too. Mm -hmm. But they would go out and get another job. Yeah, but it's like different. my wife and kids, I can't have them sleep on the ground. It's different when your failure only affects you versus affects your family. Duh, and that scared me. Yeah, but yeah. it took me in, until I turned 30 to realize, mm -hmm. I had to look in the mirror and be like, yo, th like this shit ain't from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and it doesn't, it's not from me. I didn't work hard. Yeah, from me, it, it's from my wife since she makes way more money than I do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm trying to be a thundercat. Bro, girl influencers, man. It's crazy. Their market is... Wait, you... Wait, hold on. Let's... Thank God we're switching it back up because I just started sweating in the back <laughs> of my neck. Uh, let's bring it back to you. Uh, let's talk about... you. Do you put on your girl, bro? Your girl wasn't even in social media. She was a little bit. She had like 30,000... I think at the time she had... When we started dating, she had like 30,000 subs on YouTube and like 10K Instagram followers or something like that. Yeah, but um, now she's on like a whole different level. Yeah, she's crazy. She, yeah, yeah. she crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, she crazy. That's my wife, dog. Hey. Yeah, she's she out here. No. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she. I was like, you know, I don't know. I think I had at the time maybe like three or four hundred thousand Instagram followers, and um, no, bro, you were slaying. No, 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 you I wasn't were killing it. No, no, no. I had like one point nine million on Vine, but Vine died. <laughs> yeah, I love then, how he mentions that last. Like, no, 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 but I'm saying, I'm saying like, as far as like what's relevant now, I think I had like a few hundred thousand subs on YouTube too. So that was like, as far as like Instagram and YouTube, like what we do now, that's yeah. where I was at. And then she had like, you know, what I just mentioned, 30K and then like 10K or something like that. But then when we started making videos together, she was just growing so fast. Like everyone loved her. And she she's authentic. So and she's now, authentic, bro. She's like unlike a real me, authentic. No. <laughs> <laughs> unlike <laughs> us. <laughs> you fake ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, yeah, now she's like bigger than me on every platform. It, it, it's really cool to see her be so kind of like timid at the beginning. And because she's very introverted too. Very introverted. So it's, um, I thought she didn't like me. Oh no, she's just like she, I dead ass for like a year. I was like, oh, she just doesn't like me. No, she's just I get it. I wouldn't like me either. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while for her to just kind of like click with new people. It's just she needs to like really get to know them first. How, how did that feel for you? Like, is there's a lot of men that uh, their their wives are like they pass them in their career or whatever. Does that affect you? Um, it used to a little bit. Not like in a in like a prideful sense of like, I need to be bigger because I'm the guy more so, um, in like a, like within myself, like, oh, I'm not doing as good as I could. Cause I have someone right next to me. Who's obviously, 
I can see who's growing faster. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I could be doing that. It's more, it's the comparison thing that all of us will deal with in social media where you see someone doing their own thing and you compare yourself to them. Did it ever spark like fights between you guys? No, no, no. There's never, there's never fights. It was more so just in myself, uh, just needing to like check myself a lot, being like, it doesn't, the number doesn't matter. Like that's not where you're, um, I guess like identity lies. It does not in my career. Like, yeah, there's parts of my identity that are part of my career, like creativity and the storyteller and, you know, all those kind of things, entertainer, but it's not, um, like I knew if it was really affecting me emotionally, that that was a problem with me, mm. not a problem with the situation. Did anybody, you know? uh, help you with that? Cause that's a very wise point of view. Uh, no, I think it's just growing up in a Christian household and have parents who were really just like same as you or like re, I don't know, just like reaffirming or I don't know what the word is, but like reaffirming that your identity is in God and not yeah. in the th things of the world. If we're going to use Christianese terms, you Did know what I mean? Did she ever like, uh, like sun you? Like you're like, Hey, listen, tiny views. I'm going to tell you that I'm going <laughs> She, no, no, no. She is. You ever she had is, dinner and she's like, "You, you're cleaning the dishes, bitch." Have no, you no, seen no. my ass sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She's, she's the best. She's the most humble. Like literally, I go, babe. Reach out to this brand. They'll give you free clothes. And she's like, "No, I just don't want to like ask for free stuff. Like if they give it to me, that's fine. But I'll, I'm happy to pay." Like she's that kind of person. And like oh. every other influencer is like reaching out like free stuff here free stuff you know like you're just trying to like mooch off of everything you know i, I would have been, i would have been very different with you as your wife i would have roasted you christian like i'd Thank have been you. like look at your views jesus could have raised men from the dead <laughs> he could raise your views from the dead dude honestly <laughs> that's what i'm trying to do now with my channel i didn't post on it for like two years and now i'm, I'm coming back making content i, I used to worry about that so much bro like oh i i think we're at a day and age that if your content is good, it's going to do well. Yeah, it's true. I think especially like knowing like the algorithms and looking into all of that. It, it And you're an OG, bro. Like you have an audience that grew, grew up watching you. Like well, you were there from the beginning. Yeah. The good thing about uh, my content is we have – so for across Jess and I, we have the three channels. So Jess has her channel. I have my channel. And then she – and then we have a channel together. Yeah. And it's kind of like three separate brands, I guess you could say. So what's been good for me is even while I've been trying to figure out, um, like I'm on hiatus trying to figure out what kind of content I'm making for myself, we're still making content for the Justin Gabriel channel. So I'm not like going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I took two years off and no one saw me for two years and then I'm trying to come back. Well, also, bro, you had a kid. That's a thing <laughs> That's as well. That's a pretty big <laughs> deal, bro. I think God willing one day when I... And blessed to have kids. Like I would love to. My my goal, dude, is like to if if I'm having a family that I can work wherever I'm at, and my family would be good, and you be good, and you're living a big dream, bro. And sometimes when you're in the middle of your dream, sadly, the devil could mess with you and be like, "Yo, you're not doing enough. You're doing this, blah blah blah." Bro, that's every single day. Is let me tell you from a, a, a point of view that you might not see. When I look at you from far away, I pray to God that one day I have your life. Really? So when you're ever alone or like, for real. Wait, you, if, I thought you were about to hold hands with me. <laughs> I, I would, I would. If you're ever feeling like anxious, just remember, bro, like you are living a life that your younger self prayed for. So enjoy it. Enjoy it because you're so scared you, of the future and it might have even heightened now because you have a beautiful daughter, mm -hmm. but don't let it. Nothing you did got you to where you're at today. It was God's mm. blessings. So always trust in him. Just breathe and just keep working. 
Fast, pray, work. Those are, if you use three of these things, you'll never fail, bro. I promise. I want to talk about Welcome something. Welcome to the... Uh, thank you for watching this podcast, everyone. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. I actually want to tap into one deep thing, bro, because... Bro, we can cut I? it if we if we don't want to, if you don't want to talk no, about no, it. No, no, we can talk about it. I have to pee so bad. I drank so much water this morning. Well, thanks That's for watching, fun. everybody. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, so, thanks for watching, guys. Oh, no, I'll be right back. I'll make a quick... I just dropped like 10 pounds. I could dunk a basketball now. Are you still basketball playing? Um, yeah, actually, in Nashville, we got a crew that every Saturday, every Saturday morning, we're playing basketball. Not that I'm any good, but, you know. You never were. Thanks, bro. Bro, bro, you got, got mad at me one time playing a game. Probably. Bro, I'm very... charge I, everyone? Bro, I was very <laughs> competitive, very competitive. Wait, did, I don't think I got mad at you. No, you... Got, it was the first time you ever got lit, and you... and what? you, were, you Dude, I'll never forget, you were recording, and I was like, bro, because I'm very competitive, and he didn't care, because he's vlogging. So he's like vlogging the game, vlogging his life, he's having a good time. Oh, yes! And I'm fucking... I don't like to lose, bro. And I'm not losing into some fucking scrubs. So, like... He's okay, so okay, talented hold on, hold on. at basketball, and he's like more focusing on his vlog. And I'm like, "Yo, bro!" And he's vlogging. I'm like, "Yo, I don't give a fuck about your vlog, dude." <laughs> and I'm like yelling at him like this, and he just literally turns the camera off. He goes, "You ruined my day." Like, <laughs> like did I say that? Yeah, you go, "You ruined my day," and you ruined my vlog. I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, "Gabe," I was like, "Bro, I'm sorry." I just like, and he was like, "I don't care." <laughs> and you put the camera away, and I was like, "Bro, we're not fighting." It was like our first little argument. I was like, "Bro, come on." He's like, "No, no, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'll focus." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And then the next day he calls me. He's like, yo, bro, look at this. And he sent me a clip. And it's literally a voiceover. You're like, you ever play basketball? George is a little mad. And you literally cut the audio. And you just show me going like. Oh, my like gosh. This. I remember <laughs> yes. this. What? That is so funny. What the heck, dude? I remember I that because I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my God. I yelled at him. That's I hilarious. I yelled at him. Dude, I I'm honestly missed that, though. I missed that, though. <laughs> uh, dude, I feel like I've gotten more competitive. Good. Now, yeah, like I when I play basketball, I... I got, dude, this is the thing is I wish I was better at basketball because for someone who like never played basketball growing up, I feel like I'm decent. Oh, you never played basketball growing up? No, because I wrestled my whole life. Oh, you my, are a wrestler. Yeah, my family, I wrestled for 10 years, six to 16 years old. And my, and my family is, if you're a dude, you wrestle. That, that's it. <laughs> if you're a dude, you wrestle. And there was, so there's three, it's me and my three siblings, but three of us are, my, I have one sister, my two other brothers. Did she wrestle? No, she didn't. What did she do? Uh, she did gymnastics for a bit, but then Was she allowed she, to wrestle? No, I don't think my she wanted to at one point, but my dad was like, I don't really want you wrestling. Also, at that point, there wasn't a lot of like girl wrestling. So it'd be a lot of guys like grappling with her. We're now even at like the state tournaments, there's a whole dedicated mat just for yeah. girl wrestling, which is which is sick. That the sport is like growing in that way. But um yeah, at the time it'd be like she'd have to wrestle a bunch of dudes and I don't my dad didn't want like a bunch of dudes like grappling with her, if that <laughs> makes sense. They're like, yo, uh you want to go a few rounds? And dad's like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't want her to go my a few si rounds. My sister's like gorgeous too. So it's like, guys would the be like, fuck, you want to wrestle? I was single for 10 years being a friend. You okay, she's 21. How old is she now? 21. I can, I can. Yeah. That, when we were hanging out, she was like 14. So that would have been weird if I was trying to set you up with my 14-year-old sister. It would have been Hollywood, but like. Okay, you, anyway. Back <laughs> to the, wow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, oh, nice. See the cat? Yeah, yeah but it's Catrio. Catrio? Okay, whoops. Said it wrong. Okay, let's, let's I want to... Hold on, rewind, though. I didn't finish... <laughs> you keep hopping to the next thing, and I'm going to have to close the loop. Yes. That's one thing about me. I'm like, OCD, if I start a conversation, I like know the end point, and I have to finish. Which part were you talking about? I was talking about the basketball thing. I never got to play because... <laughs> <laughs> it was during the same season as wrestling season. So I had to wrestle, and I could never... I played basketball for one year in third grade. 
And I was like really good. They bumped me up to the fourth and fifth graders. I was sick, like whatever. But then my dad took me out again and put me back in wrestling. Well, did you ever tell dad that you wanted? To oh yeah, dude. I wrote him a letter one time, <laughs> and I was like, No, 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 no. Because my dad was like, he's probably like your dad, like very like like it was like scared to go to your dad kind of thing. And I was like, I was like, I didn't know how to like say it to him. So I started writing him a letter. Then he walked in on me writing the letter and he like stood over my shoulder and read it. And then I was like crying to him like, dad, I just want to wrestle. And I was like, <laughs> what did you say to this? He was like, you know, I have to keep him wrestling. <laughs> no way. Yep. No way. You're. <laughs> yep. I'm so sorry for laughing. No, no, no. It's funny <laughs> so now. funny. Ten year, ten like, year old me wasn't Ten year old kids crying, dad, I don't want to fight people anymore. I just want to pass the ball. <laughs> And your dad's watching you cry, like son. I totally understand what you're saying, but <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have that, bro. My dad was um, my dad was. Uh, this is the best way that I can explain my dad. When I quit college, and my grades were bad, he walked into my room. He threw the grades on the ground. He goes, "What the fuck is this?" Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, he was about to beat the fuck out of me, and uh, I was. I just like got mad, and I go, "I don't want to fucking do this." And I flipped my music uh, keyboards and stuff. I flipped the desk and broke it. And I ran into uh, out of the out of the apartment because we were in the apartment at the time. Ran out of the apartment, went to the pool, and I'm crying. And I just hear like little flip flops, like and like <laughs> him in his robe comes in with a cigar. And he sits next to me. He goes, "You want to know why I'm disappointed in you?" And I and I start crying. And I was like, "Cause I'm fucking, I'm failing, bro. Like I can't win in mm. anything unless it's this." He goes, "No, I'm." I'm disappointed in you because you're not chasing what you want to chase and work after. It. Mm. He goes, you're scared. He goes, what do you have to be scared of? He goes, you have a father that is backing you. He goes, like, nobody has this. He goes, it's very hard to have mm. a father that supports you. He goes, go and do it. My dad was very, very strict in the sense of he didn't put up with uh, a whining. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he very much, like, my dad was the man that's like, if you're crying, I'm going to give you something to fucking cry about. Mm. Like, he will give you <clears throat> a reason to cry. Uh, if I wanted to perform and, and write music, um, I still have the microphone here till this day. I keep it just to look at it. Mm. It was uh, the Bluebird microphone. If anybody in, the, in like, the record recording industry is, mm -hmm. that uh, records, um, a Bluebird microphone at the time was, like, 300 bucks. The recording industry that records? Yeah. That was good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting so distracted because everybody's doing something back there. What are you guys doing? Oh, sorry. I have to eat some. My back is good. <laughs> <laughs> back is um, Dude, I've never seen him. He was doing Dude, he's doing stretches over here. Yeah, I know. And you kept looking, like, looking over there, and I'm, like, looking at the floor, <laughs> and he's, like, doing stretches on the floor. I'm like, all right, I guess. Dude, so <laughs> I got distracted because I've never seen him do the dog or dog or whatever the fuck the it's called. Cobra. <laughs> the cobra? It's, the cobra? It's called the Cobra. And this cat keeps fucking buying the wires. Dude, this is very, like, th this has never happened before. Is it normally it's more normally tighter than this? I'm very, I'm sorry that you have to do No, that. no, you're good, man. You're good, dude. Um, So... Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about dad stuff. So like, my dad was he when when I was sixteen, after my sophomore year, won districts, and then he let me quit because me me and my older brother started at the same time. But then he graduated when I was sixteen. We started wrestling at the same time. Yeah. Then he graduated when I was sixteen, so it was kind of like the end of the chapter for both of us. And I was very interested in the arts at that time. I was doing musical theater, singing, dancing, acting, doing all that stuff. So he kind of like knew that that was where I was going. So he let me quit at that time. Um, a part of me wishes that I played basketball then, but I was already kind of like checked out of like, I'm going in, I'm just, my free time's going into performing and 100%. stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's kind of, I was just doing theater and stuff like that. I tried to do like modeling gigs in Miami. 
I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to, I, I was like an extra on like a Latino Nickelodeon show, like just <laughs> random, short, random stuff like that. So, um, I mean, but it's good. I just, I'm trying to get Jessica into doing it. Like, I think if you're in the industry, you should see it from every point of view. And yeah. Learn. And so it, even just having those few experiences on a set that were like, you know, nothing compared to what I was able to do here in LA. Just but like it made you stuff. warmed up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You like understood what the MO was. Did um, you like being an extra? Um, I, it was an opportunity. It was cool, you know, I but loved it. It, oh, really? I was obsessed with well, it. Well, you're so extroverted. I feel like you just make friends with everyone. For me, it's like, oh, are you, are you hard bit. to make friends? Um, it, it's hard for me to warm up to people sometimes, especially like in a new environment. So when I was like doing extra work, it, also, I felt like a fake in that stage because I was like on this Latino show, but I didn't, I wasn't fluent in Spanish. But I look, I look <laughs> you Latino. You don't have no lines, you're an extra. Yeah, no, I know. But then like all the people are talking in Spanish on set and I oh, couldn't, gotcha, like, I gotcha. couldn't like fully keep up. So that was like one thing like that. But it, like, give me a week on a set. And by the end of the week, then I'm like super warmed up with everyone. Then I'll be super extroverted and whatever. But it's like, I'm not like, you can walk into a room and just like, just be best friends with everyone. Like in a second, we're like, that's not. For me, I feel like I have to warm up a little bit. That's just like it was the. Yeah. the did you see the movie that I was in by any chance? The uh, was it the, the scary one? I didn't see the whole thing. I saw like scenes and stuff though. So, that was like the the biggest project I was ever on. Yeah, yeah. And every every cast member on it was like fucking in Black Panther. Or yeah, like whatever. They were sick. huge actors. I remember when you were telling me about it. I was like, no way. And then I was like looking it up before I even came out. I was like, this is wild, dude. They wanted somebody else for my role, and I begged them for my role bro mm. i told them i was like you don't have to pay me anything like i'll do this i'll do that and i finally got to a point where i could be on on the set and mm -hmm. bro the second day or third day of shooting i found out it's will's uh birthday will's the director mm -hmm. <laughs> Fuck. i hired magicians <laughs> I hired magicians. No, it, I hired oh magicians gosh. to every time he yelled "cut," they would run up to him and do a trick. <laughs> Dude, that and is, then the director, that's the, the most producer comes to my, tra to my trailer. They're like, "Listen, bro, we love you." <laughs> Oh but like gosh, this bro. is some shit that you can't do on set and i said okay well like well i paid for this already so, <laughs> so and it's his birthday go can we at least hold it off until like we bust out the cake and then we'll like i'll have them all stand there like yeah but like when he was shooting like just <laughs> no magicians dude. oh my god and then the director and producer turn around they're like by the way i think that's the first time on set i've ever asked somebody <laughs> dude what what made you you just like thought of it but you said you found out on the day. So oh. on the day, you figured out how to hire magicians day of and get them to set. No, it was, it was the third day. So like on the first day, they told me, they're like, hey, in two days, it's oh, going to oh, be okay. what's his name's birthday. So they <laughs> gave you lead time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, That's hilarious. They were expecting bro. me to be like, hey, Will, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And Here's no, a cupcake. No, yeah, yeah. no, I just got like the craziest magicians. <laughs> Until this day, he hits me up and he's like, bro, that was fucking funny. That dude, was cool. that is the funniest freaking thing. Honestly, but dude, that I, should be a scene from a movie. I think, oh, dude, oh my God. I have so many stories. Like God willing, one day I'll get to write about my life. Because mm -hmm. like the things that I didn't get to show is that, like one time I <laughs> went to an audition. Do you remember when the hoverboards were a thing? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Wow, you're bringing back. That's like I, a deep cut. I walked into an audition on it, and I didn't know when you walk into a room. I thought this is my like my first or second audition, bro. So I walk <laughs> in, and there's a fucking hundred of me's that look like me. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk 
fucking with the hoverboard? And I'm riding it, and then all of them look up, and they're all fucking me, bro. They're not fucking me, but like <laughs> they're all looking like me. So I'm watching myself and like a Persian and a Mexican and then a white guy that looks like me looking yeah, at yeah. me like, what is that thing? Because it just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah. They're everyone at 1600 Vine had that. Everybody. Every single Everybody. Yeah, but yeah. like when you're on the street when you first had them, mm -hmm. like people are like, what the fuck are those? Yeah, yeah. So then- it, these rooms for people that don't know what auditionings are, you're basically going up against everybody in that room. And how I thought of it is, and again, I think of it as this, when I walk in this room, I pray that God doesn't just give me the role who he gives, whoever deserves this role. Mm. So if somebody's financially tight right now, if somebody needs this role, if somebody's, this is their last chance, their parents paid all of their money to. So I walk into every situation being like, it's going to be mine if it's meant to be mine. Yeah. So I walked in and I'm like already lit. Everybody's like sitting there shaking, reading their lines. And one kid just took one kid to be like, Hey man, what is that thing? And I go, you want to try it? I'll help you. And bro, the cast narrator comes out and there's a line of me's. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but I'm and holding your hands. <laughs> Dude, so the girl goes, what the fuck is going on? And I go, oh, they're just like, and I didn't know that this is like a no-no. Yeah, like, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, they're trying the hoverboard. She goes, oh, this is yours, huh? And I was like, yeah. She goes, okay, you're next. And in my mind, I'm like, there you go. That's how you get it done. Oh my <laughs> so I go goodness, in. I do the audition. She calls my agent. She goes, unbelievably talented. Great. I will never hire this piece of shit. He goes, what kind of cocky fucking asshole walks in <laughs> and does all this? Dude, my agents dropped me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> They called me, they're like, yeah, we can't represent you anymore. Uh, we got to go. <laughs> but that's, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, maybe I tell people that in a couple of years. I don't know. Dude, that's now. wild. That's so funny, bro. Yeah. What the heck? So don't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure not to get a hoverboard. No. And also, like, don't be rude in there. Or, like, not rude, but, like, just make well, sure Well, no, I know it's, like, kind of the waiting room is, like, a sacred, like, you walk in audition rooms. It's, like, you walk in, everyone's just, like getting into character they're doing their thing it's quiet because on the other side of the door they're actually filming the auditions <laughs> happening so they're, they're i'm sure she probably walked out she's like what is all this noise and no. this guy's like falling on the floor because <laughs> dude it was so funny he's like we wanted to hire that guy now he broke his leg <laughs> oh, oh my goodness um have you ever been in an audition room where you see somebody that you've known from like a tv show and you're like oh my god i'm going up against him i don't think that happened i did you it know? against uh you remember did you ever watch hannah montana yeah, yeah. I mean, enough to know what the character. Do you know are. her brother? Oh yeah, yeah. What's his name in the show? I forget. What the blonde Jackson. kid? Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, that's it. So Jackson from Hannah Montana. Wasn't he like thirty, playing like a high school kid or something like that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I know who that is. Now. And yeah. he was like, he looked older, and we we're both going for this role, and bro, I could not concentrate. I was sitting there like he's sitting there like reading his lines and and he looks at me and bro like he gives me this smile like hey man what's up like you excited like and I was just staring at him like, this, like full like, Disney Channel he's like welcome to Disney Channel yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can do it too <laughs> and so he's outside so he because he could feel that I'm staring at him mm. so he gets up goes outside to read the lines <laughs> then you walk outside. I got him. <laughs> And I'm pretending to read my lines. And I'm oh like, dude, I got to hang out and talk to this dude. So I go up to him. I was like, you want to <laughs> wanna read lines with me real quick? <laughs> and he's like, no, I got to gotta concentrate right now, man. We're about to go in. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. And I just like watched him pace back and forth. My childhood was exploding, bro. I was like, bro, dude. You would be the worst scene partner. The worst. The worst, bro. Uh, to be honest, 
I that is so all of funny, the roles. I got so many roles, thank God. But it, I don't think it was because of my acting was amazing. I think it's because when I walked into the room, I can make you feel so comfortable with me that I like I'll talk to you and we'll get to know each other. And yeah. then and then there'll be like I truly this is how I feel. I felt like because I walked in and everybody brightened up and I was like making them feel comfortable and I and I was doing a good job, right? I wasn't. I'm not saying I was doing so good that they're like this is the fucking guy. But I think they saw me and they were like, he could be really fun to work with. Yeah, well, there's something to say about that because like, they're hiring people to be on set and they don't want to hire someone that they are not going to enjoy working with. You yeah. know what I mean? So if they enjoy you in the room, it's like already, you already have such a leg up on all the other guys who like might be slightly better than you, but like had no personality. Or, it's you know, a relationship whatever, you know? game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, is yeah, a relationship 100%. game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and people get mad about that. But it's like, bro, if you had a business, you wouldn't want to be inviting people into your business that you don't fuck with. You yeah, saying? you want to work with people who make the environment fun to be around mm -hmm. or, and just like a, f a better environment to be around. Because even back to like what you were saying about your apartment, your first apartment here and everything like that, the environment that you're in can make or break your creativity, can make or break your inspiration. And like, yes, what your mom said was like 100% right, for, especially for where you were at the time. But there is something to say about creating an environment that is that is inducive of... Because like, what, what is this saying? Like, you are who you are. You know, that, but also like your cleanliness is like your state of mind or whatever. Like if you have a messy room, you have a messy mind. Yeah. Jordan Peterson like said the first step to fixing your life is fixing your bedroom. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> and that's legit. facts. That's facts. Yeah. yeah. I have, a, um, I have a, a, a very nice woman. Her name's Caroline. She comes in. She takes care of the house because we shoot here and we do all the yeah, yeah. work. We, we need help cleaning. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was cleaning and... Um, she has a great relationship with everybody in this house. Mm -hmm. So her and Belle were hanging out and, and she goes, before I used to come and clean for George and everything was already clean. I didn't even, I felt <laughs> bad. I didn't even want to take his money. Now, <sighs> now I take his money. <laughs> I was like, that is so good, dude. Uh, it's because you I, run a zoo in here. What happened? It's because you run a zoo in here. See, are you gonna keep letting him talk to you like this? I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. Even talk about me. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But you do. You, I, I was admit, setting it up though for admit, you. <laughs> for like his point of view, what we've given him on the back end of the sticker here, like today, I was half an hour late. You're doing cobra positions. His cat's <laughs> trying to pull the wire on everything. He's like, he's literally sitting in Reed's he's chair. Never been this active, the cat. Never. Ever. He's excited to be. Dude, here. And the dog loves me too. Dude, you bring energy into the room. Yeah, sorry, man. Can we talk about some deep stuff, bro? Yeah, you said you wanted to do that. Earlier, I do, I do. But then I had to go pee. So I, I, I want to talk about, and you know what? And you keep doing that, and I'm OCD, so I have to like finish what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. All right. No, I see how it is. It's fine. It's when fine, I looked whatever. at you, I was like, "How much time are we at right now? Oh, we're over an hour." Yeah. 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 I could cut you off right now, bro, and keep it moving, bro. All right. But I don't. Then go ask ask your deep question. I miss hanging out with you, by the way. I miss it's hanging out with you, bro. It's, it's always good. I'm glad to see that you're doing really, really well. Thank you, man. Anyway, back to the deep stuff. Uh, can I tell you the story that you told me about your mom? Do you have any oh, yeah, idea yeah. how many people I've told that story to? Not telling them it's you, but like I think that is the the most beautiful testimony mm -hmm. I think I've ever heard in my life. Like I Thank truly you. think of it. Like there's so many times where I really do, like I choke up thinking about it. Because mm -hmm. the way you told me, I don't know, man. It was like something that when I heard it, I was like, my God, what kind of faith does this woman work mm. off of? And where could I be in my life? Yeah. Is it something you're comfortable sharing? I know you made a video yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I wrote a, I had released a book last year. The whole story's in I, I, there. Jessica, go grab his book. Actually, I put it on my, it's right there on the, yeah, I grabbed it out and I forgot. 
to be honest. I literally put it out to did not you, forget. Did you read it? Not a page. I knew you wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I read the whole thing. <laughs> did bro. you actually? Yeah, I do chapter one. The whole the whole Duh. chapter one. <laughs> I read the whole thing, all of chapter one. <laughs> no, the whole book was about your like relationship with God and your in your industry uh, that you're in. Yeah, it's like the whole um basically my life, but it it, it goes through like certain stories and then kind of like what I've learned through them. So it's it's not so much like it's not like a self-help book or like a Christian book per se, but it is, it's basically me recapping stories of my life, but not just my life, like from my family's life, even history of my family from like my grandparents and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just so, so what you're saying, the story of my mom is, is all in there, like in detail, a mission for meaning is what the book is called. A mission for meaning. Um, I didn't even know we were going to talk about my book on here. I want to, because this is a great book and it's something that people need to read when they're going through turbulence mm. and they need to know how to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to open it up, uh, from where I believe the faith was a mustard seed that mm -hmm. blew up to be something beautiful. And yeah. I believe that had to be your mother. Mm -hmm. If I had to a point of view on it, mm -hmm. um, do you, I would love for you to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. I would tell the story, but I just, I feel like I'd, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. So basically, my... Wait, hold on one second. Jess? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where did she go? I don't know. Want me to call her? No, it's okay. It's okay. Just let her up. I wanted her to hear the story from you, but she'll, she reviews every pod. Oh, okay, cool. But I, I, I always tell her this story, and I want oh, her really? to hear it from you. Yeah, I don't even remember how much I would have told you. Because that would have been years I, I, ago. I literally remember it verbatim how you said it. Like, I remember... You want to uh, just tell it for me? No, no, I, no, I remember the locations. Where? I remember when she was at the gym. I remember, like... Dang, I, that's crazy. I remember every... Like, when you told it to me, I don't think there... I truly don't think there was a day that I didn't think about it. Wow. It was, it was something that really just... Because I, I looked at you and I was like, where does this man's faith come from? Because like when you see somebody that has that type of faith, you're like that. Like usually when a man has that type of faith, they've had uh, an obstacle that God mm -hmm. had to show them like some type of mercy where they're yeah, just yeah. like opened about it. Um, but please go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the mercy that I was shown specifically is like I shouldn't have been born. So I'll just, I guess, start there, then rewind a bunch. Yeah. Me and my siblings shouldn't have been born. So... <clears throat> My, um, my mom, before she met my dad, she was, uh, in a previous relationship. And then my dad was also, uh, married before as well. And in these separate relationships, my mom ended up contracting HIV. So this was like early nineties or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly when she contracted it, whether it was like back end of the eighties or early nineties, but around then. And then. Uh, my dad had, <clears throat> in his previous marriage, he actually had an abortion um, of his the, his first child. And um, fast forward a bit, my mom finds out that she got HIV from her uh, from her previous relationship, the guy who she was with, and just like it was basically like my life is over. And if you don't know, HIV is the virus that leads to AIDS. So in the early 90s, this was just like, you're going to die. Yeah. Is basically what, what it it's was. It's a big deal <clears throat> now. Back then, when the doctor, God forbid, gave you that news, it's a death sentence. Yeah. In, in the family's eyes. She was given 10 years to live back then. And she, her life was over, basically. She was like, I, I'm no longer, no one's going to love me. I'm not going to be part of a family. 
I am not going to be able How to live. How old is she? Mid twenties. I got I twenties around our age. I want to, I want to just take a second, like really <clears throat> think about this when you're in your twenties, like when you're in your twenties, you think you're invincible. You think about is the future and like mm -hmm. what you're going to bring and imagine being like, Oh, twenties is all you got. Like it, to, that's that's the real problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like nowadays societies, when they get problems, they like they over exaggerate it. People need problems now. Mm -hmm. This was a problem. This no, is this something was... that it was literally soul crushing. Yeah, crazy. And she's trying to figure it out. Like meeting God in the process wasn't really her. Her parents were Catholic, so she was kind of reciting these prayers that her mom gave her and things like that. And um, she ends up meeting my dad. They were both personal training at the time and they kick it off. Their relationship starts progressing and she t has to, at some point is like, ends up telling him like, Hey, I need to tell you something. You're not going to want to be with me, but this is, this is what it is. Spills the beans, tells her about, or, or she tells him about <clears throat> HIV that she has and, and the whole thing. And my dad at that point was basically saying to himself, my mom, when I was 16, died from cancer and I loved her till the day she died. So I can handle this. I'm going to do the same thing with this woman who I love, which is, which is wild. And they're both not like full believers at the time, I guess you could say. So they're, they're just, I don't know. It was like, God's kind of like protecting them during this whole, yeah. during this whole thing or like giving them these, these, you know, um, I just can't believe what, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. It's crazy. Sorry, man. Fuck. I get <clears throat> All I keep thinking is local kind of weight was lifted off of her shoulders when she had another human being being like, I get what you're going through mm -hmm. um, and it's okay. I'm with you. Like that shit's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wild. bro, think about it. Think about falling <clears throat> in love with somebody and like. You're saying I have a limited time with you. Not only that yeah. I have a limited time, but it's kind of like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's kind of like a plague. Like. I don't even know if you want to be involved in yeah, this. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, exactly. It's like you're releasing this side of you that you're so ashamed of mm -hmm. and so scared of, and the person goes, it's okay, I love you, regardless, mm -hmm. we'll handle this together. Bro, that alone is like... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that happens. They end up getting pregnant, which is the last thing, especially at the time, last thing you want to do if you have HIV. Yeah, because it's in the bloodstream. Yeah, yeah, with my older brother. He was like a year and a few months older than me. Um, so my parents are trying to figure out, they're like, what do we do? They have no idea. Like they're trying to get advice from people, family members, doctors. And you know, the advice that they're getting at the time is like, you, you want to, you need to abort the baby because they're more likely than not going to come out with HIV. And they're trying to figure it out. Man, she's been getting hit with some punches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, so they're trying to figure it out. And, um, my dad is, and I, I forget exactly where this falls on the timeline. In, in my book, it's all there chronologically. So my dad, at one point through like all this, is, has like opened up a Bible that his, uh, I think one of his sisters gave it to him, but he opened up a Bible that he had and he started reading it and he's like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. This means whatever. He throws it back in his nightstand, you know, or yeah. in the drawer or whatever. And um, that night, he has a dream. And I mentioned that his mom passed when he was 16. This was the first time he had a dream about his mom since he was, since, since forever. Basically, this is the first time like he saw his mom again Yeah. since she passed. And in the dream, he is with his older brother working 
like renovating a kitchen. So he has a tool belt on and is in the kitchen doing work in this kitchen. Outside of the kitchen window, he can see across the street and he sees his mom walking into the church that's across the street. So he freaks out. He's like, oh my gosh, mom, I haven't seen you in your... So he, he takes his tool belt off, puts it on the counter, runs out the door, goes to his mom, goes, mom, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you doing? This is crazy. Like, you know, just like freaking out. And his mom just goes, you need to turn around go back and keep doing what you were doing. So he goes back, puts a tool belt back on and keeps working again. And that was basically the way he kind of like interpreted what was happening. And obviously it's like through his mom in the dream, but like God speaking to him was your, you picked up this tool belt, the Bible, and you need to keep reading it. Mm. You know, she said, keep doing what you're doing. And in the dream, he put his tool belt back on. And it was like wow. that same time that he like opened up the Bible and was like this ridiculous and threw it away. And then he had the dream saying, like, keep doing what you're doing. So anyway, that was like one of the things that got him in this like quest for finding his faith. And then come this situation with my mom. They're pregnant with my older brother. And they are getting all this advice that, hey, we need it. You should abort the baby, all this stuff. Then God appears to my dad in another dream. So and in his mind, he thinks that it's a better thing and a, and, a, and a more humane thing to say goodbye to the kid that... I, I, I don't think so. At the time, he, I think he held a lot of regret for the first one because he basically convinced his ex-wife to, to, to get the abortion. Cause he was right. like, I think they were both in college still. And he was like, we can't have a kid, you know? So he, it was a lot was like on his shoulders, shoulders as far as like, he just felt guilty about it. Yeah. Um, and he has this next dream when they're trying to figure out what to do with his pregnancy and God basically, and I know this, this will be controversial probably, but no, God it's not. Cause this is what stuck with me. Yeah. God appears to him and says, if you kill this baby, I will surely let you die. And the way he interpreted that was that God was going to take his hand of protection off of him. Because up until this point, like there was things that happened that clearly like, even though my dad favor. didn't believe in God, there's still fa yeah, favor there, mm -hmm. protection or whatever. Um, so that happens and he's like, oh, all right. Talk to my mom about it. And, I, you know, they come to the decision that they're going to, just have faith to keep this baby and pray that the baby has is healthy and they end up getting married uh like six months before seven months before uh my brother was born they're you know my dad's freaking out gets plastered the night of their wedding just like he's just he's, he's just, just yeah he's like apart. falling apart yeah, yeah. basically and <clears throat> which by the way if i can i just pin this yeah yeah um how merciful is this whole situation? He was going down a wrong path. God showed him mercy in him. Mm -hmm. And now he's starting walking down the right path. Mm -hmm. But I want to highlight this. He was still falling apart. Mm -hmm. And this is what yeah, I well. need people to understand. When you're walking the direction God wants you to walk, they expect perfection. No. But it's you, yeah. you're falling apart more and more and more. And that's what faith is. Mm -hmm. you're, you're trusting when you give it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I tell people, when you give the Lord your problems, 
Give him everything. Mm -hmm. Give him your anxiety, your depression, your worries. Cast your anxieties onto him mm -hmm. so he could take that away from you. A lot of people don't pray, uh, pray for peace and, 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 and joy, which he is the father of. Mm. And your father during this situation, I guarantee it, was so stressed. He was praying for the right answers, but I guarantee he wasn't praying for peace and comfort. Mm. And that's where he started relying on the booze and he relied on worldly things. And that caused him to a little spin out. Mm -hmm. But people don't understand that that's our choice. We, mm -hmm. He could have easily just trusted in the Lord and known, but this is a turning point in his life. He doesn't mm -hmm. even know who God is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for him to put on his belt is already his top of his mountain for his mm -hmm. mindset. So people, when they're it's starting their relationship with God, I always tell them, like, yo, mm -hmm. like, it's not a perfect road. It's just going to lead you to a perfect place. Mm. So I'm really happy that you 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 highlighted the fact that even though God came to him twice, yeah, as a human, we always do this, he could come to us twice and still and still be weary of our that's why he says yeah, be so good, angry bro. but sin not. Mm. Be worried but sin not. You yeah. you're gonna have these emotions. How are you dealing with them? And he regardless of him getting drunk at the wedding, he's still moving in the direction that he should be moving. Yeah. I'm sorry to pause it. I just wanted to make sure that people know that if yeah, they're yeah. dealing with something like this. No, that's so good, bro. Thanks for thanks for elaborating on that. That's dude, the scripture you quoted too. Let's go. Um, so he's at the wedding. At the wedding. Well, fast forward. So they get married. That would be Christmas Eve, ninety two, ninety three July. My brother's born. Now, at the time, they don't know. There was like multiple ways of which the virus could like, form form yeah. in the baby. It could be there right away and stay. It could be there right away and then disappear, actually. It could not be not there, be there and then appear. Then appear yeah. And then it could just not be there and then not come back. So it was like, it was just kind of like flip a coin. But most of the time, baby, I'm pretty sure most of the time babies were born having HIV because there's so much the birthing process in blood, especially with the mom being the one having HIV like the likelihood that the baby was going to have HIV was pretty high. Well, they're not going to tell her to abort it if it's not a high risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Especially exactly. back in the day, because remember, technology and science move. And this is back when it wasn't too long when the queen passed away from AIDS. So like mm. this is at the highest yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. Of All of this, I think my, my mom had just heard that. Was it uh, a basketball player, Magic Johnson? Did he have HIV? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, still yeah. does. Yeah. Not anymore. That's a conspiracy, but let's just get back into this. Cause this anyway, she heard that he had HIV and was like, you know, there's just like so much news and craziness about HIV and people getting it and people passing from it and all that, all that stuff and dying from AIDS and everything. So they, this, they opt to not the, the way that they would know for certain that the babies would have or not have the virus would be when the babies are two years old. And by the time they turn two, it would be there for sure and then stay or it wouldn't be there and like disappear or whatever, however it would end up happening. So they're like, all right, let's just wait till he's two. But then they get pregnant with me. Not that long after, like a few months, cause I was only born 15 months after my brother. <clears throat> so then they're like, all right, we're pregnant with a second one. Let's just wait till he's two. Then we'll test them both. In the meantime, just have faith that this is going to work out. And then we end up being fully HIV free two years later, then down, down the road, my younger sister and my younger brother born were all HIV free. My dad has not gotten HIV since then. Um, 
And my mom now is like 30 years past when she first received that 10-year death sentence. So, yeah, the whole story is like amazing and God just completely transformed. That's I got this like 1964 tattoo right here. Just both my parents were born in 64. So it was kind of like, I don't know, there's something special about my parents really being the first generation that God radically transformed and it completely changed That's the legacy I called her of our the family. Mustard seed, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him the mustard seed. <clears throat> I guarantee you if your mom would see how you turned out and how your siblings turned out and how your relationship with God turned out and your wife turned out and your kid turned out, I think she would even sacrifice her life. Mm. But she didn't even need to. Mm. The reason I'm bringing that up is because sometimes when God throws something at us, the most beautiful quote that I could feel could relate to this situation is the quote that I recently read that I thought was beautiful is, in the moment that you feel like you're being buried alive and you can't breathe and you have no idea, you're just chilled in darkness, you have no direction, fear not, you're not buried, you're planted. Mm. And how you water that situation is where it's going to grow in your life. So wow. when you're down at your very, 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 very worst, cast everything to him. Mm -hmm. And I think every human being needs that point in their life because if we did not need doctors, there would be no doctors. If we did not have firemen is because we did not have any fire. And I think that there is a lot of problems on this earth that we need a Lord and Savior for. Mm. So if we just walked around parading and having no issues and no problems and no nothing, we would not then need a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is I think your mom and me and you and Jessica and anybody who has a relationship with God will know immediately and say, there's nothing that happened to me that I would want to not happen to me because mm. it's built where I am today. Bro, I, I talk about that in my book. It's like the struggles you're going going through is part of the story that's being written, and it sucks now, but it's going to be such a story that you're able to tell and inspire people. I love that. Yeah, and, and well, yeah, one thing I wrote in there is you're not just going what you're going through. You're growing what you're going through, mm -hmm. you know, and you just have to kind of like it sucks in the moment because, I mean, I've struggled – with depression, that's probably like the lowest points of my life is just like the depression that I dealt with multiple times, um, starting from like 2019 through to like 2021. And just like, you know, it sucks and it's rough. And I don't know, it's just looking back at it now and seeing how close I was able to get to God in those moments and <clears throat> the way I was able to like really learn a lot about myself. And it even now, like how much that prepared me to be a dad now. Like I wouldn't trade that even though it sucked so bad going through depression, like, and anyone who goes through depression understands like just how, how suffocating. rough it is. Yeah. It's the worst. It's suffocating. And, <clears throat> but knowing now how much that actually prepared me, prepared my heart, me reflecting back on things of like, you know, ch even childhood stuff and like talking to therapists about it and like really understanding just stuff about my life and my story and my heart and my mind, what that did for me to prepare me to be a father. You know, God did it at the right moment. 
Had you to, know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all timing, bro, and it's all <clears> a, it's all a point of view. It's how you're looking at the perspective. I had crazy anger issues, bro, because mm-hmm. I was angry when I was a kid. Dude. Yeah, I know. I remember I vlogged it. Yeah. No, no basketball. For, I'm not even joking. That's <laughs> no, no, a part of it. Like I know, I'm, I'm a very competitive person, and a lot of times I let uh, my anger control me, and I let uh, my own uh, thoughts dictate where my actions lie. Let me give an example. If some, if I said something like for to my sister, and I didn't say it a kind way or a right way, I would literally told, I would look her in the face and be like, "Get the fuck over it," <laughs> like "Get the fuck over it." You're being a pussy, bro. Get the fuck over it, and. I deliberately said things that just didn't make sense. And I was being Mm -hmm. very hard to deal with because I'm trying to see from my point of view and there was no more growth there. But then I took myself out of it, my own point of view, Mm -hmm. and I'm learning from like where I could grow. So that whole situation was me being like, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe words do hurt somebody. Maybe Mm -hmm. how I deal with things is not how other people deal with things. So if, if you're not, if, if I'm looking at it from my point of view, I'm capped because I only have my point of view. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it from God's point of view, then I could see it from Jessica's point of view. Mm-hmm. And I could see it from my point of view. So then my point of view no longer matters. It has nothing to do with the equation. Mm-hmm. Because I might not be treating her right. From my point of view, I think I am, but I'm not. Yeah, and learning how to love people isn't just learning how to love people how you want to be loved mm-hmm. or how you want to be treated. It's like one thing that someone told me, which was so good about marriage is as a husband, I need to actively strive to have a PhD in my wife. I need to know her. A pretty huge dick. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but it was just there. It was there. It was there. And I had to, I have to have a PhD in my wife. Come on, bro. You set me up for that shit, bro. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I had to, it was there. He alley-ooped it in a second. I wasn't going to dunk on it. And I was like, I got to do it. Boom. And he bring it back to basketball too. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. That was so anyway. Bad. You need to learn <laughs> about so your wife. Sad. I'm just gonna keep going. You need to learn about your wife in such a in such a deep way to really understand her that you know how to treat her best the way she needs to be treated, and the way she needs to be loved, rather than how you think she needs to be loved. If that makes sense. 100. You know what I mean? Love your your wife mm-hmm. like your your church. Love your woman like your church. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I really do feel this, like it, it, I, and the, again, you say it's controversial. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but to be honest, the way the world is shaping what is right and wrong, I don't give a fuck what the world is telling me is right. Yeah. So this is how I feel like it works. A relationship will not stand if it's divided. Mm-hmm. And if you do not have a God running that relationship, you're running it straight into the ground because somebody's going to be running that relationship then. And then you're putting that power into a human's hands that is going to fail you from greed, pride, jealousy, anger, and these ugly emotions that we do not know how to handle. There's so many times that I've mistreated my girlfriend. Obviously, I haven't laid my hands on her or yelled at her like that. Mm -hmm. But there's times where I could have done better. And the Mm -hmm. only reason I knew I could have done better is because there's a standard that I am chasing. And that standard has been put in front of me by God. Mm -hmm. So who am I to stand before her and question her, act on her or whatever? You know that saying, like, be careful you, with that, that when you point out a speck in your neighbor's eye. Because you have a plank in your own. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of this could not be done if I didn't have a book that was the Bible explaining how I should treat my girl. Bro, you think I woke up one day being like, yo, I think I need to stop jerking off to porn. 
because I ran my relationship. I was a man that started the relationship and I said, hey, I started it out like this. I go, yo, I watch porn. Is that cool with you? Is that weird with you? It's nothing big. And she was like, yeah, I mean, like if you're just open and honest, right? Boom. I just won because I was open and honest. And now mm -hmm. my girlfriend's comfortable with it. Why? Because I'm open and honest. That doesn't take away the fucking garbage that it could destroy yeah. the relationship with. Mm -hmm. I had to come to God and then God's like, okay, well, if you're coming to me, play by my rules. If you're not going to play by my rules, then yeah, come yeah. to me when everything keeps falling apart. So I had to play by his rules, not mine. Mm -hmm. And we're living in a day and age where people are like, oh, I'm the alpha. Oh, I'm the No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's the alpha. I'm not mm -hmm. the alpha. He says run your relationship. A lot of girls are going to be like, how dare you say I run the relationship? Fuck yeah, I run my relationship. I told Belle, if you want a man that's equal and that's like, yo, we're splitting everything. I'm not the leader. Go date another fucking dude. That's not me. You know why? Because when the fucking house is on fire and our kids are in there, we're not sitting outside debating who's equally about to fucking run into this fire. Mm -hmm. I'm running into this fire. If we have one meal, you're eating it. My children are eating it. I don't like the way that... Uh, well, dude, I think, I think what you just said it points, points out something really important, which is, especially from like a Christian point of view... Like Jesus is was the ultimate leader. He's the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, but he came to serve. Mm -hmm. So like being a, an amazing leader isn't this like alpha mentality of you listen to me, you do what I say. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what no, I mean? Almost. It's not well, hold on. Hold on, hold on. What is an alpha? When you see an alpha wolf, right? Like a, a wolf pack, right? The alpha, the, the alpha in the pack, where is he at? The, the alpha, the wolf, the he's, he's in the back. On the back. He's in the back because he lets the older and younger lead the pace mm. and he's protecting them from the back. But we think alpha like everybody else nowadays. You're like, I'm the leader. Well, it's the, the way the world thinks of alpha. But that's not, no, that's not no, the real you, definition of alpha. But yeah, but what I'm, what I'm, yeah. And essentially my point that I'm saying is like, as a leader and it comes to business and all these things, like if you're leading a company, if you can get down on the bottom level and serve the people who are there, like your employees in the same way it goes the same with family like yeah you're a leader but you need to be a leader who makes it so easy for someone to want to actually follow you because you're serving them too you know I what love i mean this yeah, yeah. I love, that's a true leader when when there's a leader in the relationship this is how i see it i told bell i go i i am the leader of this relationship right but that means I have to deal with a lot more sacrifice and if something happened between our relationship god's not coming to her to condemn her He's coming to me. Mm. I get the responsibilities. If me and Belle opened up a, a monogamous relationship where it's like, oh, I, we could bring other people involved or we could have this, because this is what happens with the world. When you mm -hmm. give yourself your own limits, you could go and do everything you want. Yeah, as long as everyone's okay with it. As long as everything's yeah, okay but you, with it, but there's no structure. I love how you're saying it's like by the playbook. There's a playbook there's you a go pl back to. Bro. Yeah. When you're a leader, just know you're going to eat the most damage. Mm -hmm. And the prayer that I've been praying lately... Because I've, I've, I think 10 years into who I've built myself as a man to be, I've now taken the position of leadership. And all I keep asking God now is to take my ego and pride and plunge it to death. Like, mm. I don't want it. Because as a leader, you have to really put your ego and pride away. And the more that I put myself lower and lower and lower and lower, the more God can then take me and put me up and place me where I should be. But the most that I keep trying to climb it in my own way, in my mm -hmm. own circumstance, in my own point of view, in my own rules, I'm just not only beating myself up, but now I'm beating up everybody that I claim I'm leading. Mm -hmm. And if I'm leading them to hell, that's on me, bro. That's mm -hmm. not on them. That's on me. Yeah. So we got we got real deep in this. Uh, yeah, that got... I'm just like pouring out my heart now. Bro, I know. That was so good, though. Thank you.
Oh, let's go. What a good conversation, man. I always love talking. We gotta to you. like figure out because dapping up is like the most. Dude, I know it's. Well, because you have the mic in the way. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, I like. I'm like he can reach me, and then you're like putting the mic. In my face. <laughs> I have an arm right here. Um. I How guess far are we in? I want to hold on. We're, I I don't want to like end it with like a with a what's a crazy called? heavy. Or just, yeah, just yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. heavy. I wanted to. I wrote something in my notes that I was like, uh, "Fine, well, I'm gonna throw his weapon." <sighs> okay, I got one. This is, it might be a little. Uh, nah, actually, I'm not gonna do that one. That was like way too deep. What? Oh, is it another? Deep? <laughs> you want to steer away from deep stuff, right? Okay, I got one. I'll fuck okay. it. I'll just I'll bring this up. This right. is this is a really deep one though. But I figured out the problem. Uh, not figured it out, but I was just pondering it. Um, mm -hmm. For example, Andrew Tate mm -hmm. and Donald Trump, right? The, I find these two people... Let's go. They're very <laughs> controversial right now, but I'm, I'm just going to bring this up. And I just want... And by the way, this is just an, an opinion, and I would love to open it up for the world and mm -hmm. read comments to see how they feel about this. But there are some things that Donald Trump does and say, and there's some things that Andrew Tate does and say that I'm like, wow, thank God that there's somebody in this platform talking this way. And then they go about saying some shit where I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I can't back you up now. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, you know, when, when the, as a Christian, when the Bible says be blameless before God and man, there's, you know, there's a stand, like in your heart, it's like, yeah, you can be blameless before God if your heart's in the right place about certain things, you know, whatever. And then also Jesus died on the cross for us. So it's like, we are, we're made new every morning, mm -hmm. you know, we're forgiven. But then be blameless before man kind of calls us to live to a certain standard. And if we're doing things that are constantly compromising what our beliefs actually are, that allow, that makes us lose credibility. Well, let's just take, you know? let's take religion out of it, right? Yeah, no, I mean, that's just from like... No, no, from our point of view, I, I love that. But yeah, I'm just, yeah. I just to open it up for everyone, take out religion and a man who says something that you agree with fully in your heart and you're like, yes, thank you. I believe men need to start rising up and being men again and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then he says something massively disrespectful to women. Yeah. And then you're like, yo... I cannot go out there mm -hmm. and publicly say I support you because of your mouth, bro. It, it's a, such a strong sword. Look how they could wave it this way and have men go, yeah, right? But then when they wave it this way, it's, it's, it's this way is from their ego and pride because now mm -hmm. they're catching flames and they know that if they say a certain thing, it could then cause like a, a stir up of emotions. Yeah. But that's from pride and ego. If you just need to say what you really feel in your heart, then all the other people that agree with you could then back you up. But because you said some shit that like now I can't go out and be like, I can't sit everybody down and point out the things I dislike in you and the things I like in you. Mm -hmm. Who you are is representing you. Therefore, if I'm supporting you like a relationship, mm -hmm. if my girlfriend is the best woman in the world, right? She has great morals. She's a great woman. She, uh, she loves her family. She provides. She takes care of me. But when she's on media, she's half naked posting crazy shit her reflection now doesn't show who she is. Mm -hmm. So then I then for now I'm embarrassed because I'm like, babe, you're not really representing yourself in a good mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I can't support you because then your actions online is respect. Like now I'm supporting that. This is where I feel when people are publicly speaking, they have to be calm and meek. 
and they can't mm-hmm. let their emotions get in their way because I think a lot of the things that Andrew said or Donald said could have literally, if they just stopped certain things, they would have a lot more people being able to go support them. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, you no, guys no, get where it I'm does, coming it from? It does make sense, but dude, there's also the other side of it that like we live in a a rage media for clicks and views. I, I think the truth will always come out though. I think parading stupidity things, I think there's a, a majority of people that could calmly get together in a peaceful way being like, hey guys, that's that's not okay. But because we're so quick to be like, that's not okay because Dude, you guys are such fucking a fucking idiot and blah, blah, blah. This is this such is- a deep conversation when we talk about, because then you're getting into... Like I was just, oh, I was just hearing someone talk about this social media right now, the generation that's coming up, not that, no, I don't, and I don't want to like put a whole generation on blast, but like there's obviously a difference when someone has grown up staring at a screen to this thing that has made you addicted your whole life. And now it's coming out that there's stuff that happens in your brain that actually mimics legit addiction, whether it's to alcohol or whatever, there's like your brain reacts in a similar way because the phone is made in a way, it's made like a slot machine. You refresh the thing, you're pulling the lever down, refresh the thing, and something new appears for the next dopamine rush, Mm. just like the freaking slot machine. So we're trusting kids with this from the age of what, five, six, seven, eight, with this addiction device. And it has caught, not that I'm an expert on this in any way. I'm just, you know, vomiting what things that I've looked up and heard and, and stuff. Um, kids nowadays, if they've grown up with these devices, their brains are developing at a different rate. There was a study done, I think in the nineties that for every hour of TV, and this is just TV for every like hour of TV that a kid would watch a day, that's they're 10% more likely to develop ADHD. And it's like in the same way, there's going to be those same sort of things, except probably more dramatic with phones and stuff like that. And now that causes to, obviously everyone has such a short, short attention span there, these, uh, social media causes these like echo chambers where you're only fed positive reinforcement to what your thoughts are. And it just Mm. gives you what you want. So it's becoming harder and harder with the way that our brains are now developing because of our devices to actually have, even in real life, it's hard to have conversations because we break down because we're not used to actually having nuanced conversation. So you're saying that they're saying these type of things to get to you quicker. No, I'm saying that it's what you, basically this came from when you said, I wish that there were, that we could sit down and have conversations that are nuanced and talk about ideas and thoughts and go back and forth. Yeah. It's becoming harder and harder because of the way our devices work and actually um, like form our brains. I agree, but it's, I also disagree. And I'll tell you why. This is my point of view. Mm-hmm. Andrew, T- I'll, get, I'll circle back to Andrew Tate because I feel like this is more of a conversation that people have in their homes, right? When he's going about uh, women doing OnlyFans and how it's, in his definition, haram, right? The reason why women shouldn't do pornography is because it's detrimental to them, Mm -hmm. right? But instead of being like, hey, I love you, right, to the girl that's doing it, that he's not being respectful to understand that this girl didn't come from a house where she had the freedom of going to college or doing stuff. She wants to do this so she can get out of her situation, right? So she's coming out of a place where she's like, yo, I need to go make my money. I got to go do this and that. 
So how is she going to respond when she just hears a man go, if you do this, you're a whore and you're nothing and you're dirt and you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. that's that's like going to a broken man and spitting in his face and be like, yeah, fuck you, you're broken. And mm -hmm. it's like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. How can I go out and say I, I support that when that's an abomination in my eyes? It's mm -hmm. fucked up. Yeah. I would rather talk to people that need it with love. Like, hey, I totally understand why you're doing this. And there's no judgment. If I was in your position, I would probably be doing the same exact thing. I'd probably even take it even worse. Mm -hmm. But these are the reasons why I wouldn't do it because in the long run, da, 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 da. I'm now sticking my hand out with my heart out mm. versus me looking down at you with haughty eyes and saying that, oh, look at you, you're a piece of shit mm -hmm. because he's trying to use the fear factor, right? Yeah. Scare people into the decisions that he's making. And I don't fuck with that. Yeah. But I mean, it goes, I, I do think it goes back because to what I was saying before, where like he's delivering that in a specific way. To enrage people, I think, because it'll, he knows so that's it'll the grow, pride. That's he what knows I was exactly, what it'll grow his brand. Because now you know? he's thinking about the brand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what I'm saying is this is what I'm going off about. It's the pride and ego. Mm -hmm. They are now seeing the success. And then in their mind, every uh, bad way is paved with good intentions. So in their minds, they're like, well, I'm, uh, this is what people always say to me, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's reaching everybody. It's reaching. It's like, well, yeah, you're reaching, but you're not teaching. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean you've gotten to their hearts. That just means you've gotten to them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. not enough. And so, I don't know, man. I've just been on a wave right now where it's like, I know we could handle every single situation with love. And I am guaranteeing it. Every single opportunity that's came my way where I'm like, yo, I cannot beat this. The only way I beat it is finding love in it. Like I gotta find a loving standpoint in there. I really, uh, I really appreciate our time together. I always have. Thank and you, man. Dude, have, me too. Thank you for yeah. coming on this podcast and sharing um, a part of your heart that, you know, it's, it's vulnerable and it's hard to talk about. Thank you, bro. Um, appreciate it. And uh, above all, thank you for being a good human, like a good friend. I think you, that is underrated as shit now. Like mm -hmm. having somebody that you could really depend on, that you could call. And you could know that they're going to listen and sincerely give you advice that comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. um, I could count on my hand how many I had in uh, in L.A. And you're one of my first, bro. And uh, you, you inspired bro. Right me. Right back to, at you, dude. You did inspire me to talk about God and share mm -hmm. my platform. Uh, and before we wrap, I want, I want to show you my point of view of you. I would go and hang out with all these social media stars that were in the mainstream and see the money that they were making and the power that they were in and see their fear that they had and the anxiety that they held. And then I would come to your home and you had this peaceful little projects you would work on and I would see how God would water your garden and how mm. abundant your life would be. And then above it all, how peaceful you were mm. and how happy you were. And it inspired me and it showed me when I was in LA, I go look at the 10 people that have no God in their life. If you accumulated all of them together, I would never trade what you have. And Bro, so that I, means so much. That's actually one of our, um, Jess and I have like a family mission statement. It's like 10 pillars that we have. And one of them is always foster a peaceful environment. You, so you, that like, that did it for means me. a lot that that's actually like reflecting what people see. So when I, I see you, I see a good man Thank and a you, righteous Bro. man. And I see a God-fearing man. And I see a man that will put his wife above him. And I see a man that would mm. give his shirt off to anybody, even his enemies, if they needed it. Um, I could say that if God came to me and said, out of all the men that you've met in L.A., who would you want your son to be most like? Mm. I would give everything for them to be like you. So Dang, just bro. let you know.
I love you, bro. I'm Dude, love like you, man. Bro, and I'm a words of affirmation guy. So yeah. you just you just lit me up at the end there, bro. So, so make you, sure you clip that and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. watch it back before bed. Bro, every night. Every <laughs> night. I'll be like, babe, hold on. I need to watch George. Dude, the PhD joke was fire, oh though. I'm gosh, so dude. so. Were you there for that, Reed? I was. I was doing my stretches on the floor and was laughing out loud. <laughs> was like, he was in downward bro, dog. He said, he said, you got to have a PhD in your wife. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Like and subscribe. You're watching the number one podcast. Oh no, you're not. That's that was the old show I was on. You're watching my show now, and my dog's going crazy, and my cat's unplugging wires. I'll see you guys. You're next watching time. your number one podcast. Oh, let's go, baby. You're watching God's number one. <laughs>